By George, I think I've got it. Hydrosexual sinking. I saw that Bigfoot walking across the screen and I thought to myself, wow, they are real. I ask us all, is that really reasonable? My personal belief is that uh, there is very compelling evidence that we uh, we may not be alone. I'll show you a little of the evidence for hydrosexual sinking. Researchers at Stanford University School of Medicine have pioneered a cancer vaccine that eliminated all traces of cancer in mice. You could find evidence of that, my friends. You could change the world. Hypothetical thinking. A podcast for the hypothetical thinker. Greetings, travelers, and welcome to Hypothetical Thinking, a semi-informative podcast that explores the journey from probability to inside of Johnny's possibility. My name is Nick <laughs> Floyd, and I'm joined by my co-host. Uh, Taylor Nelson. Uh, Jonathan Clark. And the way this works is that either Taylor or myself will do the research for our weekly episodes, and Johnny goes into every, every episode <laughs> completely blind, which means he has no idea what we're covering each week. Very similar to George Washington. Uh, I don't understand the reference, but I'm assuming what? you're correct. Yeah, that's a deep cut. George uh, Washington had a podcast. Listen, George Washington had a podcast back in uh, 1875. No, he didn't. Yeah, it was about the idea of chopping down the the um, John Wilkes Booth. A 100 percent factual podcast. Only facts Wait. were told. Yeah, George Washington talked about chopping down John, John Wilkes, Wilkes Booth, Booth, who killed the fifth president. It wasn't. It was John. No, he killed Wilkes. five presidents. It was a man named John Wilkes, and he just chopped his booth down because it was also made out of cherry wood. He had a yeah. podcast cherry about wood. this. Yeah, he had a podcast about how to chop down John Wilkes' cherry booth. How to whittle things out of cherry trees. <laughs> cherry wood. Uh, I'm going to need a fact check, but I don't buy it so far. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Uh, Taylor, <laughs> uh, you got some news for us today? <laughs> uh, we got a little bit of news here. Uh, we're pulling this one from uh, recent times. Uh, how familiar are you guys with lactoids? Like lactates, la- if you will. Yeah, oh, la- I know lactates, but what's I know, a la- you know lactose lactates? intolerant. I know you're lactates. lactose intolerant. Yeah. We oh, I didn't know like that. Ten, we talked about this like ten seconds ago. I said, Nick, what's your favorite type of ice cream? And he said, I don't know, one that's not dairy, because I'm lactose intolerant. I said, Man, I Dude, can't eat bro. ice cream. Nothing makes me go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so depressed, like. What kind of dairy-free so, ice creams are they? Are they any good? Uh, yeah, there's no. uh, so almond, which is one of my personal favorites. <laughs> That's disgusting. Uh, but okay. I I stick with gelato mainly. Uh, it is a um, a uh, cookie crumble gelato with caramel drizzle. Now, is it true that gelato <laughs> does not contain dairy? Is that the case? I didn't know that. Uh, no, I don't know, but it doesn't. I thought make my the difference upset. between gelato and ice cream was so the, like the time it took to churn and the way it was oh. churned is it uh, which allows either more or less air. Into the cream? Well, maybe you just crack this uh, nut right open and prove the point that, you know what? It's mind of a matter. Always. (laughs) It's a a placebo. It's a gazebo. It's a gazebo effect. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Lactose is crazy. Uh, For some of you guys out there who may not know me very personally, (laughs) I've battled addiction in the past. (laughs) <laughs> and that addiction is in the form of Hagen dazs and currently Bluebell. Uh, oh, you're on the Bluebell? It's, it's got its hooks in my back, but the past few weeks I've been weaning myself off. It's the Bluebell cookies and cream. It's fucking good. But <laughs> I've been weaning myself off. I've been doing pretty good. I've been noticing a change in the body type. I've been noticing a change. But, dude, recently I, I dipped back in. I Uh-oh. had this gallon in the freezer that's been sitting there, and I don't like letting stuff get freezer burnt you know? so i was like okay okay if i'm good about it i can have like a half a cup you know 
a so day? <laughs> uh, you, you act like that's a lot, dude. I'm like a, a um, <laughs> I am over a pint a day kind of guy. Oh my gosh! Today's over episode a day. is Taylor's intervention. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, there was a point in my life when I was hooked onto the Hagen Dazs. It was chocolate peanut butter Hagen Dazs, and it was specifically in pint forms. And I would buy these pints, being like, "I'm responsible. I'm just eating a pint of ice cream." <laughs> but <laughs> I would make pint. sure I had multiple pints on deck at all times. <laughs> so it got to the point where it was like, "Okay, I'm eating a pint every single day," and then it got to the point. I was eating two pints some days. Then it got to the point where I was mostly <laughs> oh eating two gosh. pints a, a night. Then it got to the point where I was eating three. I was You're, waking up oh in the middle God. of the night, in the morning, covered with ice cream. Oh, my God. Stains on my couch, dude. I would like wake up in the middle night. of the night, and I would go to my fridge, and I would just start eating ice cream. And I will fall asleep on the couch with a full thing of ice cream, and it would melt on me. He was having an OBE. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All this... throughout that, my girlfriend stayed with me. Aww. Aww. Shout out. Yeah. An, an OBE I, with I forgot ICE. her name, but... <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I swear, I had a girlfriend once. I swear. Well, but, as long as you it through with you, because that's, really imp- uh, that's really impressive, the fact that you went through this whole relapse yeah. of a dairy addiction. I know I know Taylor personally, and he's addicted to pizza, which is also unhealthy, but yeah. I don't think the quantity of what People would argue is that. that is that crazy. <laughs> well, the reason we're talking about, about lactoids so much is there are so many different flavors, different types of lactates, dairies, that you can flavor your coffee with or flavor your chocolate milk with or mm. I guess it would be the base of your chocolate milk. Flavor your chocolate but, milk. <laughs> you know, there's soy milk, goat milk, coconut milk, almond milk, Human Cambodian milk. breast milk. There's non-dairy <laughs> creamers. Where in the world do you draw the line? Now, in a past episode, we talked a little bit about cow farts, so <laughs> we'll, we'll bullet point these, these cow fart facts just so these new listeners that we've grabbed here recently uh, can, can come along for the ride. So <laughs> cows produce up to 750 million tons of milk each year. That's collectively, obviously. There are yeah. 1.5 billion cows on the earth. Each cow per day is releasing around 40 gallons of methane via their farts and belches. And it's actually the belches that are more damaging. And that's 95% of the problematic greenhouse gases that we're dealing with right now. The burps are more? Really? Yeah, the burps are apparently worse, yeah. I've never heard a cow burp. I don't know they didn't have the ability. Maybe that's what a moo is. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like you hear moo? Like... Most everybody else, all the blue dress people, <laughs> they hear burp. It's like a secret language. <laughs> so, so one of the things with milk, man, is like farming it, like to get milk, every different, all these different types of milk, it requires farming on a grand scale. Either you got these, these hella crops that, you know, it, it takes hella crops to, to come up with this milk, or you got a shit ton of cows, which is like a higher yield per acre, more work, cows are bad for the environment. What are people doing? Is there any other dairy worth talking about? Uh, there's one type of dairy that takes almost no space, and nobody's talking about it. What kind of what kind of milk am I talking about, Johnny? Lactate. I'm not positive, but I think lactate is part of the definition of milk. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The uh, kind of milk we're talking about right now is cockroach milk, guys. What the heck? What? Cockroach milk. They don't make milk. 
They make milk, dude. <laughs> That's so, disgusting. Okay, so your average cockro- cockroach does not make milk. There is apparently only one type of roach. It is the Diploptera punctata. Or the, <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that, Taylor? <laughs> Diploptera punctata. <laughs> That's the Australian Pacific beetle, uh, which I guess is a cockroach. Um, it produces what is called into milk. And it is one of the only insects uh, that's known that actually bears live young. So it gives birth to live little baby roaches, and it feeds those babies milk, just like humans do. Fucking crazy. Mm. And apparently they found that the way this milk exists in the roach is like in a crystal form, like in wherever its body part that it gets made or whatever. And apparently it's like a superfood. It's got all the amino acids, all the proteins, the fats, the sugars. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's got like... Three times more energy than regular milk, or it would give you. But one what? of the drawbacks is it takes like a thousand roaches, roaches for 100 grams of this milk. I'm sure. The How much does this cost on the black market? What are we talking here? 200, 300 bucks? Well, there's no actual prices of how much this costs, but if you want to talk about how much milk costs in general, dude, I stumbled upon, I was like, dude, okay, Cambodian breast milk? Sure. People probably do sell it. You know people sell breast milk, so... I did some some browsing on the Ebays. The average price for an ounce for an ounce of breast milk is two dollars and fifty cents. I don't know if that's a lot or not. Is that a lot? Uh, dude, the average baby needs between nineteen and thirty ounces of breast milk a day, dude. So oh, it's Lord. that's like seventy five bucks a day. So there's so, like an underground breast milk. Like surrogacy uh, program, it's the white market. Fuck yeah, there is. Apparently, <laughs> if you Shit. sold twenty five ounces of breast milk per day at two dollars and fifty cents an ounce for a year, you'd be making twenty three grand a year. <laughs> These are those little math problems I had back in my Booty high milk, school dude. in the uh, in the math book that I never give a shit about. Like how many watermelons <laughs> it take this guy to buy his fifty watermelons? Yeah, thirty cents a piece. So if you had tell- two breasts and six months, many- <laughs> 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 no. So but if you go on eBay, man, like. There is no shortage of breast milk on eBay right now. No shortage. That's like insane. I'm, I'm seeing uh, 50 ounces uh, frozen human breast milk, 130 bucks. Weird. Yeah. These like I guess I guess certain women produce like a ton of it. Certain women yeah. don't produce very much. So certain people just like don't stop producing or lactating until they they die yeah. essentially. So yeah. That's so I guess crazy. That's just cool. Yeah, but unfortunately for this roach milk, it's like. You can't milk a roach, unfortunately. <sighs> Whack. So what they would have to do to harvest this milk is <laughs> they would have to take the gene that creates this milk, and I guess this is being done, uh, and they make a yeast culture that contains the gene, and they would essentially grow it like that, I guess. So what I'm no gain- scientist. Huh? Why? What are we gaining by having a roach milk instead of cow? Well, we're, we're getting rid of hopefully 95% of the problematic greenhouse gases that are out there. Yeah, I just, I just don't what, know. By killing all the cows? Right. Well, like, I like steak, not... you know what I mean? But still, you know, aside from that, like, the past few years, I don't know if you guys have heard, but, like, I've heard so many people trying to tell me that humans aren't even supposed to drink milk after their babies. Yeah. Why would yeah, humans it, drink milk? Well, so Dude, it, cats human, aren't either. It, it's humans believed, do all kinds of crazy shit. It's believed that after birth <laughs> and after you go through your, your whatever, like, in, like adolescence, that humans aren't yeah. supposed to drink milk, and the claim is because, uh, you know, however, hundred thousand years ago, or I'm not even that long, whatever thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, uh, humans didn't have a uh, intolerance to, to um, 
uh, lactate or, or lactose in general. But through the civilization we've we've formed today and the world we live in today, humans drink so much milk that our bodies have like made it a problem. I don't know the exact definition, but like essentially, uh. we made ourselves lactose intolerant because we have so much of it because we're not supposed to drink it. We don't. Humans were never supposed to. You know, there are animals Just- out there that are. That's what doesn't make sense to me. Like supposed to drink it or not supposed to drink it, it makes zero sense to me. Like, well, so right. you can it's like, I, okay, I I eat meat, all kinds of meat. I'll eat any meat, any meat you throw at me. If you throw me human meat and we're at like some five star restaurant and it's like, okay, Taylor, this is legal, but you're gonna eat human meat. I'd be like, okay, let's fucking do it. <laughs> well, I, I, so, I but think... but you're telling me that it's right to kill something and no. eat its body, but you can't. But it no, doesn't no, 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 make no, no, sense no, 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 to like no, no. drink something's. No, 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 no. Sweet, I'm not saying sweet booby milk. I'm not saying carnivorous activities are wrong. It's been happening before humans walk the earth. I'm saying that at the point your body rejects it is when it's wrong. No, it's not morally wrong, but your body doesn't enjoy it. It obviously is lactose intolerant, whether you okay. fart or you have ingestion problems. <laughs> at that point, it's not right. No, <laughs> who says farting is a problem to me? Well, at the point you throw up, at the point you have nausea, throw up, or have headaches, that's when it would become you know a dietary problem. The biggest, the biggest so, question here is, what were cavemen milking? They weren't exactly. Well, no, so they, they, what, what the, milk just the know, mothers man. produced? It was just the mothers. It was just for mammals. It's just the mom that produces milk. They don't have well, I'm, to. Right, right. I'm, I'm yeah. saying though, like as, like yeah, when a, they start farming and they start yeah. agriculture and stuff, they start having animals that. That they recognize, okay, these animals are producing milk for their young. Mm-hmm. I own this animal. Maybe I should try the milk. I mean, it's desperate times. Yeah, you know? I mean, today, like, what if a T-Rex produced milk? That'd be dangerous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Cows do, don't. Do well, reptiles I guess cows do milk, kill people. I, wonder, I don't know. Or, like, woolly mammoth milk? So maybe uh, that's I, a, I a difference. That. I guess with this beetle, it bears live young. So I guess it's typical for an animal or creature to, if it lays eggs, and I guess it does not produce, produce no, milk. No, it's mammals. I think it's mammal-only thing. Yeah. I mean, we could spend the whole podcast on this. So at the end of the day, Taylor, you're telling me that, that the whole purpose of, of this uh, cockroach kind of breeding or the, the, the gene that produces this is going to be implemented in America or the world so that we – uh, eliminate a lot of the side effects by having cows around. Yeah, like an unnatural amount of cows that like contribute to all these problems. You know, maybe roach milk isn't the answer, but maybe it's, the right it, it's yeah, it's the right direction. Maybe there's something else that you know. Maybe there's a gene in the human body that they're they're able to do the same thing with. Like, why if they can do this with a roach with a gene on a yeast culture, why can't they do that with any other animal bless you, that? Bless you, sneeze, sneeze, that, you know, sneeze. That produces the milk. Sorry, Nick was about to sneeze. I don't want to pick up to there, but I, could, I saw him sneeze, and I was like, I got to ruin this. Hey, that's that an emergency. Sense. You got to make sure he doesn't cough or fart at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we could have had a dead Nick. No, it makes <laughs> sense. Well, my eyeballs might pop Tay, out of my skull. Tay, it makes sense what you're saying. I just don't think that the, the populace is going to buy it. Like, the, the people are have such a stigma against cockroaches. Like, there's no way. Yeah, they would have to, like, market it as nothing to do with cockroaches. I guess they would call it the Australian oh. Pacific beetle or maybe Diploptera <laughs> punctata milk. Diplo milk doesn't sound Diplo milk doesn't sound Diplop as delicious milk. as like cow or some but. kind of a they could call it a yeast culture milk and people who had no idea they're like oh it must be oh, some kind of a lactose free it's like mayonnaise free. I don't know <laughs> mayonnaise <laughs> well leave it to Taylor to uh, give us yet another cutting edge compelling cutting edge. <laughs> new better watch story. out slice right through you you might I don't even know where you get this shit from but you know what I'm grateful for it, and I think our listeners are too. Nobody verify that was possibly all fake. 
Yeah, it's probably all fake. <laughs> I really hope you made all of that up. The world will never know. We just won't know. World won't know. I just I just uh, deleted Google, so the world won't know. <laughs> He's wiped the internet clean. <laughs> delete. Delete. Hey, Ohio bros, little pause for the cause as we pass our money-saving powers on to you. If you're anything like me and you like chewing massive wads of gum while being admired for wearing hilariously gruesome t-shirts, then do the natural thing and head over to glorpgum.com and enter in the promo code I'm a bro lever. That's going to get you 15% off any purchase over 20 bucks. That's I'm a bro lever. I apostrophe M space A space B R O L I E V E R. Glorp. Well, now that we've had a laugh, uh, you ready to jump into today's topic? Is it not a laugh? It, I, th- I feel like Taylor's going to make it a laugh, but... Okay, good. I want to laugh know. with you guys so bad. I just want to laugh with you, too. Is this not a laughing subject? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and put another disclaimer, similar to the Malaysian flight. Uh, the following episode <laughs> so aggressive <laughs> the, following episode, the following episode is going to yeah. contain disturbing imagery uh created by my voice and also some uh very uh gruesome subject matter so so the more nasty the imagery is listeners blame yourself because yeah. this is a podcast. We don't show you pictures. So yeah, we don't show you anything. It's all in Go your ahead head. and imagine the craziest <laughs> shit possible. I, I guess I can agree with... Well, you know it's fascinating because the human mind, if you give them uh, anything, either it's a romantic or a horror story, they'll take it to the extreme. Without giving them an actual image, they'll make it to any extreme that they, their mind can. To what I mean, is yeah, I mean, to story. the extreme. I, I wax this chump like a candle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Uh, words Never to your mind. mother. No. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so as me not having a computer, not having any of these images in front of me, I'm sure my mind can take whatever gruesome image you're giving me and make it worse. Yeah, I mean, it's just a figure of speech. I don't have any actual images. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, then we're all the same boat. All right, cool. Yeah, perfect. Glad we got that cover. <laughs> awesome. Uh, cool. And yet again, we're just trying to make light of um, disturbing topics with humor. There's no insensitivity ever. And especially on this episode, we want to keep things light. So there might be some humor and light of some of these things. And you know what? Just because we're trying to make things a little less dark. So, speaking of darkness, let's dive right in. Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) When I ask someone to describe a perfect day to them, it usually starts the same way with two things. Blue skies. Waking up next to Taylor. (laughs) <laughs> nice. It starts with blue skies and sunshine. Those are the two things that make a day so pristine and beautiful to the human eye. We associate rays of light with the positivity we as humans radiate on a daily basis. If the sky is gloomy and sunshine is non-existent, we respond and react differently because our mood has changed. But what if I told you that the word sunshine might not be as positive as we perceive it to be. Hmm. In fact... What world are you talking about? <laughs> what if I told you the word sunshine was connected directly to nuclear war, potential alien breeding, and dead babies? No! We will, no! I don't want to believe it! We will discuss all that and more as we deep dive into the mystery and truth behind Project Sunshine. Project Sunshine? 
Exactly, Johnny. That's the reaction I was hoping for. <laughs> All Ching! I can think of is dead babies. Gosh, Nick. How is that possible? <laughs> Sorry, I told you the visual imagery would be compelling and disturbing. You're talking about the sun. You're talking about a project Dude. via something. So what I just imagined, when you said dead babies, I every time I hear the phrase dead babies, I picture this specific scene from uh, Metalocalypse, the animated oh, TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a brutal show if you guys aren't uh, familiar with it. It's an amazing I think it's show. Funny. I think but it's there's funny. this one episode, I forget what episode it is, where the very last scene, I, I think it's a situation where like all the prisoners in the world like get set free or something. And this crazy psychopath cannibal is like sitting down for dinner. He like puts his napkin up in his bib, you know, he gets his knife and his fork ready, and right before it cuts to black, it like you know, tilts down so you can see what he's about to cut into. I don't know. I don't think you should finish the sentence, Taylor. I don't think you should. I don't think you should finish the sentence. <laughs> it's a live baby. Dude, we're a family God. podcast. This we're a family podcast. Why did you go there? I'm just to. telling you. I just want the listeners to know what I envision when you say the words <laughs> I didn't "dead baby." Want to know that? So I envision. It's, their their vision's probably going to be lighter than that, more lighthearted. It, mine All was. Taylor was trying to do was he was going to break the seal for what's to come because yeah, you that's know what? as bad as it can get. We're going oh, into we're go, we're we're going in head first, Johnny, and okay. this is going to ruin your day. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so during the 1950s, the U.S. government was concerned with the possibility of the continued use of nuclear weapons as a retaliation after the attack of Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945. They just didn't know how exactly fallout would affect human bodies and whether nuclear testing would be a hazard to human health. No shit. (laughs) First, (laughs) Project Gabriel was created as an investigation by the United States Atomic Energy Commission to gauge the impact of radioactive fallout resulting from nuclear warfare. They concluded that the radioactive isotope strontium-90 is what presented the greatest hazard to life globally. After realizing the true severity of this specific isotope and acknowledging their lack of true understanding for its sheer power, the USAEC decided decided to launch a new project called Project Sunshine. That's so. That's, so what weird name to choose for it? I get. Uh, it, though, I guess. I mean, well, Gabriel is like a very religious, faith-based name choice. So either. Yeah. Gabriel is the intern or scientist involved in the project, or they were trying to keep it religious-based, calling it Project Gabriel. I thought it was Project Sunshine. So Project Gabriel is the first project they launched okay. to, to see you know, what exactly in radioactivity uh, or in nuclear weapons would affect people. And then they found out how serious it could be, and they needed a deep dive, so they shut that project down and opened a new project and called it Project Sunshine. No, that makes a lot of sense to me because if they if they make one, or they have one, you know, hypothesis or experiment and to try to find this isotope, um, and they named it Gabriel, let's just say it's for religious reasons, and they realize, oh, it's so messed up. Why would they call the second procedure Project Hell or Project Death? That <laughs> project makes, we're fucked. Yeah, exactly. That, that's just like it is unnecessary. Yeah, sunshine makes sense. Uh, they're talking about radiation. That's, you know, radiates, I guess. I mean, it's kind of weird, though. I mean, I, I'm thinking of like education. When I hear Project Sunshine, I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Let's, let's get money to schools. Let's That's what I imagine. Right? Little Miss Sunshine. Let's learn stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the big thing is what they said is that calling it Project Sunshine was sort of a distraction. Yeah. 100%. That, 
it was like, hey, we're not going to be covering, and, and granted, I haven't Mutants. really described what Project Sunshine is, and I'm about to, and you'll see how crazy it is, but it was very specifically targeted to not seem like they're doing really fucked up stuff. So we're mom. I'm not actually yeah, doing this. Right. Yeah, it's Project Sunshine, mom. It's we're fine. just investigating rainbows and fucking unicorns. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. For science. Well, I mean, I, I understand that. Why would you allude to the fact that anything is wrong when you're trying to make it seem like it's not? Right. Or so, you know, they're not, maybe they're not making it seem like anything. It's just like, oh, uh, we just got to get some funding. Uh, they like bright words. <laughs> they like yellows. Uh, make the packet yellow. Put the word sunshine on there. We're gonna get the money. They're gonna get all <laughs> those. It, send it off. All those sponsors. <laughs> when they find out what the actual material is in there. They're gonna draw all their all their money back. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> well, at the time, the project was kept so under wraps that many were speculating that our own government were attempting to breed humans with aliens. No! Or oh. even manipulate human DNA to make a form of super soldier to fight in the war Mutant. that they were preparing for after after all the bombs were dropping. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say this. If any listeners out there think that that shit has never happened, you're lying to yourselves. Look in the mirror and realize you're living a lie. That shit has happened, for sure. It's probably happened. For sure. Experimentation happens all the time. I mean, I mean this happens. There's no way it wouldn't happen. How can you I, call yourself a scientist, even be like a, a genome scientist or whatever, and not try that shit? Like, if I was just, a scientist, yeah. I'd be Island of Dr. Moroan all day. <laughs> no, I think it makes sense. It's, it's believed that, like, in World War II, Nazis would, would take different, like, prisoners and try to attach different body parts to them and see at what point <laughs> the human brain or human, like, like mental capacity would break and you'd die. Like, what, at what point would you shut off? And it's, it's just, I mean, this sounds horrible, but it's in the name of science to figure that stuff out, like— whether it's animal testing, whether it's you know via humans, it sounds way more gr- like gruesome when it's on an actual um, uh, Homo sapien. But it, you you gotta find it out for, for better yeah. uh, understanding of human nature. That's why people do body donors and they duck, or they um, they send their body off to um, hospitals to be like documented and, and and tested because it's just it's the name of science. So right. Well, it's funny. Uh, you say some, I mean, it's not funny at all. It's a terrible word to use because it's not funny. <laughs> but you, the fact that you just mentioned what happened in World War II, yeah. this is where timelines are going to start adding up. And this is a good point to focus on for us to talk about when all this is said and done because, uh, I mean, for those of you who don't know, Johnny, you want to tell everybody when World War II was? The start of it, 1945. Sorry, I just looked over at Johnny. I'm so sorry. I messed up the data. I know it's 45. It's okay. <laughs> Everything. So keep in mind World War II, 1945. Keep that in your in your head. Uh, so everything about Project Sunshine was non-existent when it happened. And, and we'll talk dates here in a second. But thankfully, many years later, many more information has been released about the secret meetings held by the U.S. government at the beginning of Project Sunshine to help ease us closer to understanding what the hell was actually going on. So on January 18th, 1955, one of the project scientists, Dr. Willard Libby, 
said that there was insufficient data regarding the effects of fallout due to lack of human samples. Mm-hmm. This is what truly sense. spawned the insanity that began for Project Sunshine. Insanity or like Levy. Johnny said a moment ago, pure logic. You got to do it. See, to me, it, it, I sound like a fucking crazy person, but it sounds logical. Like, yeah. You the motives to. for doing it are insane. They're evil. But yeah. th- uh, it's, at a certain point, it's like a lot of things are evil for the for the good of science. Man, you right. really don't know. At that point, it's never been done. Even before they exploded, it's like, who knows what's going to happen. Could have exactly. destroyed the whole planet. Could have destroyed the whole universe. Could have done something really cool. But Well, from the outside looking in, you know, it's like, it's crazy. But when a scientist comes out and he's like, yeah, so... You know, uh, we don't have enough data because we don't have enough human samples. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. But then this next quote that I'm going to read from Dr. Libby that's come out, I don't care, like, how much logic is behind it. If you were sitting in, like, a secret government meeting and you heard this exact exact quote, you would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Lay it on me. <laughs> so, so Dr. Libby didn't stop at the claim of lack of human samples. He even went as far to say, and I quote, I don't know how to get them, but I do say that it is a matter of prime importance to get them, and particularly in the young age group. So, human samples are often of prime importance, and if anybody knows how to do a good job of body snatching, they will really be serving their country. So, yes, wow. Dr. Libby proposed the idea of our own government body snatching for the sake of science and understanding of the effects of a specific radioactive isotope, you know, after already nuking the fuck out of two major cities Wait. in Japan. Wait, this is the—I thought you were talking about Germany. You're talking about no. The, oh, man. So— eh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Why would they not just—I well, I guess this would be dangerous, uh, but— so they're saying go to Japan and steal Japanese people. Or are they saying steal well, anyone who are children and then we will subject them to radioactivity? They are yeah, they're saying steal like body snatch any any corpse so oh, we can corpse? test. Yeah, so we can not test. Live. No, not live. Uh, that's that's less bad. So less, that makes less sense to me. I, I feel I, I it seems well, I to me that this does not reflect my opinions or what I would do in this situation. <laughs> but it seems to me like it would be logical to go to Japan and take some Japanese people. Well, people that know. have been affected. Right. Oh. Well, they needed so so that was my like doing the research. That was my initial question: is that why after we had been through two wars, why do we not just take the bodies of soldiers yeah. or because they've already essentially signed over to the government? This is happening, well, yada, yada, yada. Well, is there, like, some radius, too? I wonder, like, there's probably not a lot of dead bodies, right? I mean, well, I'm, I, not, I'm no scientist, but there is, like, disintegrated, right? Like, the majority of people that were involved, like, there must have the been a blast, blast radius, radius where people weren't disintegrated but still died, I guess? Uh, right, well, if like people were killed in action, there is there, there's damage to that person, whether they were shot, whether, excuse me, they were blown up, whether, whatever it is, they're... There was uh, damage done to their bodies, which I guess to them, it was too much damage. They needed a clean, yeah. fresh corpse. I would argue that, let's call, let's call it, uh, what's that place? Uh, uh, it's They had a huge nuclear blowout. It's still like contaminated Chernobyl? this day. 
Yeah, yeah, Chernobyl, yeah. 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 So I would argue that it's like a Chernobyl uh, situation where we don't want to go to that you know radiation area. Right. Why would we go and risk our own lives to steal somebody and bring them back when they have radiation when we can just take somebody that has no radiation and then put them in a controlled situation where only they will get radiation? Right. Well, what well, they- you could do is you could try and find um, scientists or groups of scientists who are already there. Like, they're from Japan. They already have stake in the game. They want to find out what the hell is going they on They would not want to help us after Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. Yeah, true, yeah, but... I mean, the world I, I mean, was science, at war. You know, science, I, I would say, uh, trumps a lot of that. Like, no. You know, like, like we just straight up took all the German scientists and we're like, hey, these are ours now, and you guys are going to work for the U.S. And they're like, okay. <laughs> you know? But we didn't really have, the, and that's the crazy part, is like we didn't really have a leg to stand on because our government at this time had this secret project to go, hey, guys, this thing that we're using as chemical warfare we don't really know what it does to people, but we need to test it to make sure our people aren't getting hurt from it. And if they are exposed to it, how hurt and how harmful are they, you know, is this thing? And right. it's hard for people to get behind something when you're like, oh, yeah, um, so we use this uh, in Japan. Uh, okay. And now we don't really know what it's going to do to yeah. us. It's like shooting yeah. ask questions later. Yeah, now, I exactly. Guess looking back, questions. You know, looking back, our point of view is like, yeah, they didn't know at all what it was going to do. How could you? It's never been done yeah. before. The, 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 but, the whole purpose like, was that we made we made a nuclear bomb. We made the A-bomb. And then we're like, let's just do it. Like, There's no time to think. Do we don't have to yeah, test. Just use it. Just use it. You know, yeah. like, we, we made the gun. Don't don't test it out. Just We know it's deadly. And do it. So there was definitely you know, shoot and yeah. ask questions later. So right. was this in a period of time where, you know, it's the 50s, 40s and stuff where we just got done with all these wars. So people are like, whatever the fucking U.S. says, like whatever my government tells me, I believe wholeheartedly. You know, so they could almost just say anything at the time and people just assume, oh, yeah, the government came out with this bomb. So they've probably been testing it for the last thousand years, you know, or a hundred years, whatever. They've been testing right. it, you know. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't think that would fly today. Well, I don't know. A whole side fact. I just remembered this. My great-grandmother B was the only woman to Granny work B. on the A-bomb project, the first A-bomb project. Um, I just remember that from my head, a little tidbit. Uh, shout out to my deceased grandma B, first and only lady to work on that. Dude, uh, making it, steps for ladies everywhere. Crazy. Kudos. That's great. Well, she also contributed to the death of a lot of people. But uh, <laughs> well, She probably stuff. didn't know what she was working on, though, right? Uh, <laughs> I thought I that was know, like part of the argument is a lot of these people had no idea what they were doing. I don't know, man. At a certain point, if you're if, if the people who are being trusted to work on a gun don't know what the gun is, they're not. It's like, well, they're it's not. like they're you know. I guess gun, let's say a gun, but like you know, there's a gun builder, sure, but most likely, like there would be someone who makes the trigger. There's someone who makes the spring. There's someone who makes the screw. Yeah. There, no one knows where the hell that screw is going. No one knows that it's part of a gun, but they know that it does fit in these model guns or whatever. Know. You know what I mean? And it just assembles. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, a little side fact. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah. So Very interesting. It was bad enough that our government had to secretly snatch bodies to experiment on, but according to Dr. Libby, they needed young bodies. So to clarify for me, because I was hooked that these had to be live people. These are dead bodies. Yeah, these are dead bodies. That doesn't make sense to me. Because dead bodies effects, that have not been affected by radiation or that have they're, been They're affected. clean, right? Yeah, dead bodies that have not been. I'm getting okay. there. Yeah, okay. okay, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> get, get, I needed get. that foundation. I'm sorry. <laughs> Give me an example. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Libby uh, needed young bodies, uh, the bodies of babies. 
And the reason behind needing tissue from the bodies of the young was simple. According to Dr. Libby, it always the, is. Deve- the developing bones had the highest propensity to accumulate SR90 and thus the highest susceptibility to radiation damage. So over the course of two years, more than 1,500 quote-unquote samples— Wait, How many? 1,500 were gathered. These samples were taken without prior permission from the deceased or from the relatives of the dead. This wasn't even known until many years later that it even happened. There's even instances, and this is where it gets dark, uh, of British scientists obtaining children's bodies from various hospital beds and shipping their body parts to the United States. Oh my, this is so hard to swallow. One British mother had said that her stillborn baby's legs were removed by British doctors to hand over for testing. Not only was this happening in the U.S. and Britain, but this was happening all over the world from Australia to Europe. Wow. In which direction? Are we including America or going from Australia to Everywhere. Okay. So I Uh, I still really haven't, like, formed an opinion on how I feel about, like, being buried or, like— you know, being burned or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know if that even bothers me. You know, like well, it, it, it sucks that they were steal, like literally stealing these things. Well, I think it's different. If I'm deceased in the ground, I think it's a lot different than if I'm in the hospital just died. Right. Like, kind uh, of. I mean, dude. I don't know. Like for science, I, I don't even ah. know if I'm an organ donor right now. To tell you the truth, but hmm. I, I just have Do no real opinion. I got you know, I'm not religious, so I don't really have an opinion on what happens to my body after I die. Well, it's really, so I mean, depending on religion, I, I don't think it really matters. Your body is left behind. It's your soul or your spirit that moves on. But but what I find so crazy is that these people, these are human people that are um, disfiguring or taking apart these cadavers. And they're they're not male adults, which is, I, I'm, I can easily swallow the idea that that, that soldiers and, and the World War II were just, just disfigured and, and taken apart. I can, I can stomach that. But... These real people are going to places and taking apart babies, dude. That makes me so mad. Like well, that's, I mean, they're that, not that's live not, babies, though. They're, well, yeah, but know, they're, they're still fucking babies. babies. <laughs> but they're deceased. Like, they're no longer babies. They are no longer babies. They're deceased. Uh, well, to their families, they're still their babies, right? Yeah. So is there, that, that's that cloudy line of like, you know, do they exist anymore? Well, Where are the, they? Does the, the body fact- matter, or is it more important that you know we can't? Like, we have to sacrifice that family's feelings because their judgment is clouded I by their feelings. I'm, you know what I mean? So the scientist has to step in and take it. Right. Well, and these were, like, these were doctors who were trying to contribute. So there's all these, like, side stories and plots. And, like, there was an investigation launch because this woman, this mother, who was hoping to see her baby, who, who was stillborn, and these British doctors were caught up in the whole Project Sunshine thing. There's no information online about how they were connected, how they found out, why they were connected. It just, it's crazy to me. And so she wanted to launch an investigation because she couldn't even have uh, an open casket to dress her her stillborn. It's gone. Because they they would not give it to her because they removed its legs and she couldn't know that any of its body parts were removed. Yeah. Yeah, that so is she, crazy. Yeah, so she created an investigation and 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 after that investigation was created, everything became silent. Ah, oh, weird. Like I thought, like I read crazy. recently that um like I got I would assume this no matter what, but 
Like, you go have surgery done or something, you have to have your leg amputated or your foot amputated. Like, <laughs> the hospital has no right to tell you that you can't take it home with you. Like, they have yeah, to give like, it to you if you it's, like your it's yours, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, like, it's, yeah, what, what part of the, like, what parts of the body would they not give you? Like, I think any and, part you're allowed to keep. I think maybe but the at what point? You can sell at it. what point does the child gain its own ownership? Like, is that 18 yeah. years old? They're like, okay, I own my own body now, but before that point, it's up to their parents. It's like it's their parents' body. I you know? right. think so. That's, that's weird. Well, I, I think even deeper than that, I, I, the, the only thing, and I don't agree with any of this, I don't align with any of it, I don't support yeah, none, any none of, of us, it. None of us, you know, little disclaimer, none of us are condoning the acts of any of these cruel methods. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love babies. <laughs> I love babies. Babies are, well, I like babies. babies when I can return them. I don't want babies, but when I can return them to the rightful <laughs> owner, ah, babies are awesome. But this was, like, we have to re- remind ourselves that th- this was the 1950s. This is when men were drafted into the military uh, without choice. This is when the world was at war. This is when, you know, we go, coming from World War I, coming from World War II, going into the Cold War. And then after the Cold War, there was Vietnam. So essentially, like, war was constant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think back then, it was one of those things where, like, you didn't have a choice. Like, you oh. didn't have a choice because if, if there was a project that our government was was putting together, you didn't have a choice. As long as you were helping the cause, that was it. Yeah. But to keep it so secret and say, and not, like, say, hello, we're going to take your dead baby uh, for the greater good of the world, they just took the baby and said, oh, I'm sorry, we can't give you the baby. Yeah, you're yeah. essentially like, the secret. The secrecy. There's too much going on. Yeah, on one hand, you kind of. I don't know. Part of me is like, okay, maybe they should have just been like, okay, we took your baby's legs. This is why. Th- this is why we took your baby's legs. And there's nothing you can do about it. We took them. We're going to continue doing it, but at least we're telling you. I don't know. Maybe right. that would be slightly better. Well, and and doing all the research, I I kept asking myself. I was like, well, what's the point? What's the fucking point? Like, what at what at, at what cost do we? What conclusion do we come to that? Sure, the the strontium ninety is going to hurt human beings. Like, is that the conclusion? So finally, after digging, I discovered that on February eighth, nineteen fifty seven, the study concluded. And what did it conclude with? That the amount of strontium-90 found in humans worldwide did not indicate an immediate health hazard for atomic testing. And that's where all the public information <laughs> wow. ended. It sounds like it's very little testing to me. Uh, like, not yeah. even close to, like, they did a whole lot, they took a lot of babies, but it was like half of a step without following through. I agree. But, of course, there's all, there's, I'm sure there's hella levels that we'll never know about. That yeah, were, well, you know, probably a lot of follow-through. That's the thing. Like everything I just read, that's all the information that exists. It, it just stopped. <laughs> yeah. information stopped. That's it. And then there was another test um, shortly after Project Sunshine concluded in 1957 um, that they did tests on cows and grass and radiation levels in there. That if a cow uh, ate grass affected by radiation, uh, the the grass consumed by the cow. Uh, affecting the cow's milk, the milk affecting the person drinking it. They did a very short-lived test on that. And then that sort of concluded as well with not a ton of information. And then in 2001, I believe, the Clinton campaign uh, tried to dig up 
more yeah. on Project Sunshine, and they found like two documents, and they released them, and it didn't really say anything. Uh. So, I know we have tons of hypotheticals that we can talk about, but uh, as of today, many of Project Sunshine's uh, project files are missing or have been destroyed once the project was finished or shut down for whatever other reasons might have been the case. There are many rumors that once investigations were beginning to launch about these missing corpses, they changed the name from Project Sunshine to something else that is still a mystery to this day. If the government was involved in stealing stillborns for the sake of testing the body's response to nuclear activity, what else were they testing and why? Was there more going on that we don't know about? Even if we were in danger of nuclear war, war, we were still in control of the largest arsenal of nuclear weapons ever. So, like everything that we've talked about so far on this podcast, this just doesn't make any sense. There are too many holes in this that deserve to be filled. So, let's fill these holes so, and figure it out. <laughs> I, I personally, I don't think there's any shortage of secrets out there. Now, I'm not saying there's like government secrets, man. There's the government's trying to. No, no, I don't. I'm not buying into anything crazy. Well, maybe you need to open your eyes, cool. buddy. But <laughs> I, I, I would argue that there are certain things, certain projects, um, like uh, whatever that thing came out. I think in this Trump campaign about like the the JFK assassination, there was different like different things that came out in documents. I think I was with you, Nick, in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, that's we, a yeah. whole other podcast. So, there, so there's there there are things that have come out that are like conspiracy theories that have been documented. I, I would I would argue that there are so many things that we don't know about uh, experiments via species um, uh, breeding or aliens, whatever it is, that we will never understand because it's either like Area uh, 51. 51, I almost said 55, Area 51, or just things that we can't comprehend because of our, our pea brains. But what we're given in this, the gruesome facts, it just, to me, it blows my mind because like something so intricate as a human life, <laughs> I think should be known by the populace. Yeah, but <laughs> like on the flip side of that, and this is crazy to make the comparison, and I know it's. I mean, listen, crazy is not a word that is used anymore on this podcast. Like, we're very <laughs> be gone. Talk about some weird shit. But when I think of like X Men, I think that if you're gonna take something, you're not gonna take a 25 year old man and try to transform them into like a super soldier like Captain America. Yeah. I think if if you're going to try to create something. If you can't do it from birth, you're going to take a baby and you're going to try to experiment on the genes of that baby to have it grow into whatever the fuck you want it to be. Well, movies say different. Movies say otherwise in, in things like X-Men and like – I sound dumb for saying this, but even like Twilight, that, that, in, that infants <laughs> Yeah, that's are, dumb. <laughs> okay, it sounds dumb, but, but infants affected with supernatural abilities are the most dangerous. Like an, X, like an X-Men. Star Child. In, yeah, uh, I mean in Logan. even in Star Wars, they're like – Anakin, you're too old. We can't train you. You're too old. And he's like fucking eight years old, seven years old, six yeah. years yeah. old or something. It's well, well, I think that argued the opposite. I think in Star Wars, if if you're not trained at a young enough age, they can't train you because you're you're lost that point. I was arguing the fact that kids are the most dangerous when it comes to superpowers. This sounds so dumb that I'm saying this. It's like a, a, a anyways. So, but I, I would say it's it's. I'd argue that it's better or smarter to train somebody that 
understands human limits and ramifications like an adult rather than a kid who doesn't know any better. Because, like, like in The Incredibles 2, like, Jack-Jack, like, yeah. look at, I mean, it's a cartoon, but, like, it doesn't know what it is. And you, you're giving it superpowers, and that's just... But, like, if you have, you know, cages and a bunch of unethical shit, like, you're in control of that, where if you have Sometimes. a person... Well, no, I mean, like, you can <laughs> box that thing in. Can you, though? Yeah. What if? Dude, wait, wait a second, Taylor. I wanted to talk about this. So if this, if this super soldier, if this super soldier is— I love is, that he just, he's just like, shut up, Taylor. I'm talking about it. Anyway, so if this, if this super soldier is actually super, let's say it has a, an ability, yeah. and we don't know what that ability really entails until we make it, there's no way we can contain it. Well, they it. would know. They would take the gene. Would they? Like they yeah, or would that, yeah, or would that gene, would that gene mutate and they'd actually have— Lightning vision or, or or radiation, and that those things were not calculated because they were mutating in their body right then and there. I just don't think. I well, don't they, think we could. They roast it and move on to the next one, dude. It's not that easy. You can't just roast it and say delete. Boop, it's gone. So it it's- seems like a stupid test to me that they would do this on dead bodies. It need it would have made yeah. more sense to do it on live babies and to test how it affects them as they grow. It makes no sense to do it on dead babies unless mutants. They zombies. think that they're going to turn into zombies. Yeah, post mortem, post mortem. That'd be interesting if, if they could. But like, re-animate. why zombie babies though? Well, you could kick know. a baby pretty far. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Taylor, you shot to get a zombie that. baby. You could kick a zombie baby <laughs> pretty you, you, you far. You could kick, you could kick a zombie baby pretty far. You've seen you, the zombie babies? Yeah, I've seen they the exist. zombie babies. They they exist. So I, I'd argue oh, that okay. God. The only reason I agree with you, Taylor, is that is that people would use babies because they're easier to delete. I'll say rather than a, a human, because if, uh, yeah, if uh, that makes sense. A, a, a super soldier baby is less super than a super soldier twenty five year old, I'd say. Well, and they also weren't, you know, they're not erasing the history of this baby's existence. So no, maybe small I mean, body kill. parts are maybe they had, literally had to smuggle these parts. So maybe small body parts are just easily, you know, easier to move around undetected. So I'm sure there are some doctors uh, yeah. in this hospital who are like, no way, you're not taking that, you're not taking it, you know. I'm sure. Possibly. I mean, there's got to be more. My moral code would say, go fuck yourself. Kill me before you take this thing. I don't know. Right. My moral code would be like, I don't know. I need to know. What the, I need to know that, you're, that you've got, there's a plan here. You know, there's got to be a plan. It, please. Yeah, but let there, me know like, what you're doing. There are so many factors involved in this that, like, that blow my fucking mind. Because it's like, how do the doctors who aren't involved in Project, Project Sunshine know to like rob hospital beds of deceased infants and young how do they know like what were they getting and if they know about the project like unless the project somehow enlisted certain doctors right yeah they're probably somehow, part of some sort of a guild or something that you know they do stuff like that like if you were in a scientific group like if you're in a, a big scientific body it would make a lot of sense to form groups in order to really make studies happen especially if you're in different parts yeah. of the world you know the hardest, right. the hardest uh, hypothesis, like the things that really boil down to what you your moral your morality code is, they have to sign off that stuff. Like we discussed in the Bohemian Grove, like we sign off the idea that we're killing these things for the sake of science. These are the group yeah. that we're in. Yeah, it just like the, there's just too much here. I think like the fact that there's nothing uh, that exists further than what I've given you guys information wise and i even had to dig pretty deep uh into the bowels of the internet but it, i just like there's i think there's so much more to this that we don't know 
And there's gotta be. Yeah. There's just there's no none of it makes sense. Maybe they name it Project Sunshine because A, they know a lot of these tests are gonna be pretty grim outcomes and they're like Okay, we're going to label it something that once we come out with the outcome, once one single test says anything positive, boom, it goes under that label, Project Sunshine, and that's what's published, you know? But I have a hypothetical for you guys. Taylor, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll tell it first. All right. Taylor. I'll answer first, then. What? I'll answer first, then. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Taylor, at what point d- does, does your, you know, human instinct, does your moral instinct kick in and you, you can't... You wouldn't let a study happen to a human. I don't know. I think it would be have to be like a situation, you know, per situation. So, so if, the, if it were being done on me, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it affects me in any way, go screw yourself. So that's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. And I'll, I guess I could ask Nick the same thing, and if he answers it similarly, then it would be a null. Um, it'd be a moot point. But but I think that's all it comes down to is that you know you can push it off as it's not me. It's fine. Yeah. And the same thing happens with animals, you know, like it's like testing on animals, or since it's not you, it's fine. If it doesn't affect you, it's yeah. fine. But if but it's you something have else, you have to. You got to preserve yourself, man. Like I, oh, I agree. I like agree. It, we all are equal rights. Yeah, we all have the same rights, but I'm more important than everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'll be yeah, damned. Yeah. Like if it came down to it, like okay, let's say that I did something. Maybe it was pretty heinous. Maybe it was really heinous, and I something that I would I would never do. But let's say that I got thrown into jail, into prison for life. I would do everything I can to get out of that jail. Of course. You know, prison. Legal or not, I would do everything I could to get out of that prison. Because your life is over in there. Your only life, life is over, yeah. Jail. You're in self-preservation mode. You know, at, at that point, no laws would matter. No one would matter other than people no, I deem I, important I, at the time, I guess. I don't I know. I agree. I agree. And, you know, solipsism in our uh, reality uh, podcast definitely dived into the idea that if you're the only person, and I believe in this, if you're the only person that really exists in your reality, then it doesn't matter. Anything else is just whether an AI character, like, I don't care if they do if they do simulations or, or, or tests on other people, but even though I believe that I'm in my own reality and you guys are in different realities, I still can't validate or, like, let another human life that is oh, that, just, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know i just ah. i view it as not a human life nick it's dead uh, but yeah it's dead but it's i don't want to if i was a uh, nick you made this podcast just to fuck with me <laughs> you. Like, i don't know no i just, I just don't view the experiment as like desecration you know i don't know it's for the good you, for the greater good i agree at a certain point i'd agree but I, I think we crossed I, – I would have crossed the line or it would have crossed the line for me. I, I agree for the greater good, you know, human experiments are needed, but I just can't validate it for well, a young person. Well, if, if it wasn't a baby? So if it wasn't a baby, you'd be cool? Oh, yeah. Like, like I, I understand. Like I played um, Wolfenstein and there was a scene in which uh, a scientist <laughs> – Wolfenstein. 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 German Johnny. So uh, – and I played and there was this doctor. I can't remember the name, but it took apart one of your allies. I'm sorry. I'm spoiling the game. It cut one of your friends in half and it tried to put it to another person and like see if it would work, if you could like make the, the neurons or like the different connections in the body up in the lower half work doing it. You can't simulate that. You have to really do it. And you know what? It sounds super crazy, but like – their goal is to see if the, what the human body can take, and I, it makes sense to me. You know, you have to do mm-hmm. a test for your general hypothesis and figure out really what the human brain can achieve. And you can't do it in a lab. You can't do it, you know, testing, yeah. you know, family friendly. There's, there's got to be, you know, uh, cost 
There always has to be cost, but I can't. No matter no matter how much more susceptible the baby bones are, I can't do it. I couldn't <laughs> fucking do it. You know, we'll take it all the way back to the beginning of this podcast and talk about old. Oh wait, we didn't talk about Benjamin Franklin. We talked about George Washington. Well, let's talk about Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Benny Franklin. So I think in the last year or two, uh, one of his properties that he owned uh, over in Europe. Oh yeah, in yeah. London, I believe. Yeah, like the basement was excavated, yeah. and there were tons of bodies in there. There were tons. It, it tons was like, of it bodies. Was like, what was that movie with Shia LaBeouf in it? Uh, oh Holes? my gosh, the horror. The no, the horror movie. <laughs> Transformers. No, the horror like movie. That. Holes. It was the good one. It was uh, the Battle of Shaker Heights. No, it was, uh, it was live next to that the Even Stevens movie. Live next to that chick in the pool, and then he went to the so house. Like, vacancy, got, no vacancy. Dude, what? You don't know this movie? He was. Yeah, he was, I feel like he I had house arrest, but I don't remember it. Uh, house arrest. Look at your computer. Rear window. Look it up right now. Disturbia. Look, Disturbia. You Disturbia, knew the whole fucking time. Disturbia. Oh, I was Disturbia. just thinking there of Rihanna bodies. songs. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was Rihanna. I knew it was Rihanna. Yeah, Disturbed. Or Disturbia. Disturbia. And in that, the guy had Bisner's house. And, and George, apparently, Benjamin Franklin did too, which is fucking crazy. But but back then, the experiments, it's like in every single movie, which a mad scientist or evil person or the villain is experimenting in a heinous way, you got to think, well, it's not just usually. It's not just to be a dick. There is an end goal. Now, I wouldn't validate yeah. that and say you should do it. You're there at home, but I mean, they got a reason. <laughs> to all you listeners at home, please don't uh, take bodies, dig them up, and uh, experiment. <laughs> on. Please, that's a PSA from Johnny. Please don't do that. I mean, like Frank. It's actually yeah. illegal. I don't know if you guys knew this. It's illegal to dig up dead bodies. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it, what's know. it called? Grave robbing. Yeah. Now, is that anywhere in the world, or is that, or let's it's say anywhere in the United States, or is that just in like? Does a place have to be notated that this is a graveyard? I think it's anywhere you know? in the world. I think it's yeah, like a cemetery. Thing. Like, like, liter- t- like. So what's the d- it has to have a headstone? You have to know that someone is buried. Even there? like, even like in the catacombs, I'm pretty sure it's legal to like take or disfigure skulls. Or well, I would imagine at that point, yeah, because it's like a international place. Like it's a a, a national so registered you're, you're landmark or whatever. But I'm just saying, let's say I was out in my backyard. Obviously, I couldn't get in trouble if I was just digging and then I hit a casket. There's yeah, no headstone or anything, and I take okay. all the gold that's in there, rightfully so, <laughs> right? Of course, finders <laughs> keepers, losers weepers. I think for the for the for the purpose of self gain or for the purpose of grave digging, like it, it, it's you're doing the intentional grave robbery. But if you're just digging your backyard trying to find some treasure, like your backyard's probably just full of holes. <laughs> oh, is this a cemetery? Uh, sorry, <laughs> officer, I didn't recognize those fences. <laughs> I, had to cl- I thought I was weird. I had to climb over wrought iron fences that had spikes on the top. I thought it was weird, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just know. digging a pool. I, I think it's I think it's illegal. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, hey, old guys, it's just one of your 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 high bros here. I uh, just wanted to pass along uh, a 10% savings at futuremonsters.com. Uh, if you're into the Wolfman, if you're into Frankenstein, King Kong, Dracula, uh, you can go to futuremonsters.com and you save yourself 10% on any of the high-quality threads. Uh, they got amazing designs on a quality fabric print. I'll, I'll tell you right now, I got one last week. It feels really good on my body. Uh, if you want to save 10%, put some stuff in your shopping cart, enter into the coupon code you want to enter in Capital H-Y-B-R-O. That's capital H-Y-B-R-O. That's high bro. Capital H-Y-B-R-O. Get yourself 10% off. I don't know. I still think the idea of Project Sunshine, there was something bigger there. And I think 
that there are I don't think there are. I know there are that there that back during World War II, there were many, many claims that Hitler was actually doing a lot of very bizarre experimentation. I'm sure. Very bizarre. Uh, and if that got back to the U.S. Uh, with Britain as our ally, why wouldn't all of our allies work together, collectively sit in a room and say, hey, we need to be aware? Because that's how you know wars generally work, is that if someone has something you don't... Yeah, you upgrade. You have to upgrade. Yeah, well, th- you got to do what they're doing. It's a shitty thing. I say this often. World War II, every war, but World War II especially, brought a lot of death. Whatever, 30, 300 million, it's 30 or 300 um, deaths. But it also brought so much to the scientific community, the um, uh, medical community. Like, There's so much gain because of the constant, I need to be better, I need to have a bigger stick. The constant need for just for human survival, the right. humans on both ends of the spectrum, from from uh, Nazis to uh, U.S. soldiers uh, and England, um, that that we had to essentially upgrade to to win, and therefore we have the crazy medical advancements. And you if you know. think about it, we wouldn't even have Stanley Kubrick's The Shining to highlight all of the moon landing hoax. Things you know, his shoot that he shot the moon hoax landing. We that wouldn't even exist. Uh, yep. (laughs) (laughs) I had somewhere awesome I was going the whole time he was talking. I totally forgot where it was. I was like, I don't know where you're going. (laughs) You're saying it wouldn't exist if we if if we didn't have an arms race to get to the moon. (laughs) Okay, there we go, Johnny. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick would not have made The Shining to highlight all of this moon hoax bullshit. If we weren't in the arms race, man. If I we think, weren't trying to beat everyone and get to the moon. There's so yeah. many things. And we can release a film, a lot of films that talk about, even like Forrest Gump, that talk about Vietnam, Nam, or whatever. Like There's so much that that humans have accomplished it sounds so horrible but via war like even napalm like when you drop it from like yeah, it's just i was literally just about to like, say like <laughs> vietnam was the napalm battle like who can, who had the most yeah napalm is one of the most and uh, i think Metal. the i think the world uh, there's some kind of like group that the the world uh, agrees on where like there's like certain warfare you can't use like lasers sound uh, blinding agents and napalm. There's like different like things you cannot use in warfare. It's like it's like humanly. That's odd in general. Wrong. You know, like but how the, there are limitations but there to are warfare. Limits. You look no it up. I'm gonna look to me. that up. You look it up. Like what is not allowed in war uh, on the world scale? And it, napalm is one of them because it's just so inhumane. I think nuclear war isn't. Um, <laughs> nuclear war certainly is. Uh, pretty well. Uh, if it's if it's not usable, why do we have some nuclear subs? Why are there being nukes? That's like, why people are mad at us. Well, we're not the only people with. Where's the okay? I don't want to defend America, but we're just the 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 um, the teachers in the room. I, trying I'm to pretty sure it's calm. frowned upon to use nuclear bombs, which we're I'm not. Almost which positive. We're, we're not. No, we're not using. <laughs> so what I, what I was saying is that through medical advancements, through uh, warfare advancements, and and through weaponry advancements, wars bring upon the most upgrades and in positives via medical understandings of the human body and what they can do and negatives in death. But, I mean, the ends don't just the means, but war does a lot of good yeah, and bad. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, from all the way from Medal of Honor all the way up to, like, Modern Warfare, those games wouldn't exist. Dude, and I know so much— I wouldn't so be much... playing any zombie fucking shoot 'em ups dude. They dude, wouldn't exist. I love zombie games. Things to be a zombie standalone game. I got sick. You know, I, I find it weird. I find it weird that Call of Duty— uh, has made a lot of Nazi zombies 
as if like Germans were trying to do some kind of Frank, Frankenstein's monster kind of things and like experiment on on cadavers and and deceased uh, post mortem things. It almost makes sense that that's where it all came from. That like it was Nazis that were were trying to experiment and see if uh, human bodies could be reanimated after death. I think that, I, that idea is pretty old. I, I think there's uh, was it South American tribes that. Um, like in their histories, they have they zombify people as like a, um, like instead of putting them into jail or put them into death, it's like an alternative punishment as they zombify wow. them. And they, I, I don't know exa- exactly what it is, but they wow. do something to the person to the person's brain, obviously, and they are described as a zombie, basically they, just a, a walking vegetable that can body, do chores, the, I guess. The body like turn off the consciousness and leave on all the. Yeah, leave um, the motor skills intact and stuff. Uh, that sounds like way worse to me than than death. All right, I found all the. All here right, we go, Nick. The the weapons that are banned from war according to the Geneva Convention. That's what it is. Slingshots. <laughs> <laughs> Mustard gas. Yep. Nerve gas. Phosgene gas. Uh, tear gas. Pepper spray. What? Plastic landmines. Spike pits. <laughs> biological weapons, flamethrowers, <laughs> napalm, blinding laser beams, non-self-destructing landmines, poison bullets, and dirty bombs. The, the whole purpose of this, I'm not trying to validate or give light to this, but the whole purpose is that if you take out the human's eyes, senses, or leave them in agony, like when you, when you, when you injure a human, not to kill them, but to torture them, it's un- inhumane. You know, and it's believed in the U.S. Army, especially that you, you you shoot the leg, and therefore you don't take out one soldier, you don't kill them. What? You, you don't take out one soldier, you take out three, my friends. So let's say it's you, ta- you Nick, and I, right, Taylor? Okay. And uh, let's just say I don't know, we're Russia, we're we're some other country, and a U.S. soldier, U.S. sniper shoots my leg. Well, I'm not okay. hopping away. You and Nick both are going to carry me out, and that's three people that can't help the fight. Um, okay. The whole purpose is, is, is to not kill argument. them. The, the whole purpose is not that. to kill them. And these these these, these pits in these these these, uh, these biological warfare, these lasers, these yeah. these blinding elements. It, it's just to hinder or uh, push back the fight, which is almost le- less humane well, than just about, killing like, them all out. Frag grenade was was that on there as well? Like or not a frag? That was that was on there. But like uh, I think the purpose is to not the, 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 the purpose is not to kill. That's when they stop it. God, it's just so ass backwards. I know. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. The, like, and all these weapons, I, I love it. Sorry, this isn't funny. All the weapons are considered too inhumane That's for war, like pepper spray. And yeah, also, our police use these fucking things. Yeah, our police use it. But also, can we just highlight for a second that spike pits are <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. common weaponry, I guess. I've come like, across a few myself. <laughs> that's the that's like, that's where the line well, is drawn. Is, is that when you're in snake, a spike pit, snake you're not okay. dying. You're just going to, like the guy in Goonies. You know when they when they almost fall in that spike pit with the piano around them. It's like they wouldn't die. You'd slowly bleed to death, and that's inhumane. Now it's war. It's so it's so hard to describe what is humane and inhumane. But they made those things, so they do have some boundaries, some rules, and regulations against what's like what you can do. And lasers, like yeah, through your eyes. Like, cause like, I'm gonna shine a laser in your eye, make you walk five steps into a spike pit, and then I'm gonna no, it's, pepper spray it's, you. It's for blinding. <laughs> Apparently, lasers are one of the most effective ways to kill, like on a large scale, like for ants, and it would be almost like, like ten times stronger than a nuke. <laughs> you let out one laser only, blast that blinds the whole enemy, and only they essentially blinding they have no laser chance. blast though. 
Like you can what? use a laser apparently that like sears through their skin or some shit, like a obliterate sure. As long as it doesn't blind sure. them in the process. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just that seems I, crazy. This and, like all is it mustard gas? Like, can't you accidentally make mustard gas like when you're mopping the floor? I've always been told <laughs> you mix certain chemicals. Like, what the fuck? Okay, this so, is why I don't clean my no, house. <laughs> I, yeah, I worked in the restaurant biz for a, quite a while in the pizza biz. And, you know, we had to mop the floors every fucking night. And you'd always make your mop bucket with certain chemicals that they provide you or whatever. And then you kick it up with some bleach, baby. You pop some bleach in there. Little did I know. Well, I, I have heard of that. Making mustard gas, bro. Like, don't it, mix. It, it, <laughs> guys, don't mix bleach with other cleaning chemicals. It's bad news. Yeah. It is commonly mistaken that the combination of ammonia and bleach create mustard gas. <laughs> it's commonly it, bleached it or does commonly not, misconceived? But it will hurt your nostrils, give you headaches, and possibly make you pass out. <laughs> <laughs> very, very similar to the dangerous mustard gas. I just, like, all, all of this, like, I know we're so off track, kind of, but all of this stuff is making me question, like, We've literally wrapped around yep. to the dangers of war, to the time of experimentation and how you constantly have to be one step ahead of your opponent mm-hmm. uh, in war, but how so many things are also banned from war itself, and yet, in the 1950s, this Project Sunshine existed to test something yeah. that wasn't banned at that time. I don't think, th- I don't think that there, there was a Geneva Convention that no, the Geneva Convention has been around for a long time. You think they? Ba- I don't think they banned lasers back then. I don't think they had the ability to, to do lasers or napalm. The concept of the future <laughs> fucked them up so hard. They're like, if there ever were lasers, <laughs> like, we got to put a band on this right now. Sharks with lasers. Laser. 1864. Uh, they banned spike pits and and mines, plastic mines. <laughs> we banned dragons, they, no, yeah. <laughs> wizards, yeah. anything the future could hold. And hoverboards, no magic beans, <laughs> but mostly dragons and wizards. Because if they, if, if a wizard comes in riding on the back of a dragon, starts uh-uh. shooting lightning bolts out of his butthole, we're gonna have to shut this down. We can't take mm-hmm. a cattle and launch mm-hmm, it. Baby. It's a hell no, because they don't get the princess, <laughs> and then we'll all be fucked. Oh, Nick, you should have been there for the Geneva Convention creation. Uh, yeah, I'd be the one being like, guys, I know you're talking about spike pits and snakes, <laughs> but, the but real- we need to talk about the real world problems here. We need to talk about <laughs> the dragons that are living up in the mountains, so we need to talk about how to say, protect our princess. They're going to say, Mr. Floyd, this convention has been in order for the past 400 years. You best <laughs> believe we formed this roundtable convention based off dragons alone. Yeah, and I'd say, you know what, have you been smoked T-Rexes? Because I haven't seen a single goddamn T-Rex in this Geneva Convention. Yeah. Nick, you would have the longest laundry list of things you couldn't use. You couldn't use open-toe sandals. You couldn't use... Not to the sand will get up in your toe. Your toe cracks. So you won't oh, be able to man. do anything. I, listen, I don't know why there are certain almost stupid or, or unnecessary you know, weapons you can't use, but there is a certain number of them. And what, I'm, what, I, what I was getting at is that through the progression of warfare and and... Everything else, positive, negative, that comes with it, there are certain things that, that, that humans have dictated that is too much or, or too inhumane. Yeah, you know who what was, wasn't too much is the damn Trojan horse. Where was the Geneva <laughs> Conventions for that? Dude, that was so That was just ago. a nice gift. 
<laughs> for like three hours until it was nightfall and they jumped out of it. Yeah, Merry so Christmas, looks- you filthy animals. <laughs> uh, penetrated. 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 <laughs> uh, that's good. That was good, Taylor. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. I'm so surprised that we could come go from something so dark to like actually have Taylor bring it back to a good time. Oh. I, I don't care how many times dead baby is mentioned. I'm going to keep uh. it lighthearted. Not about uh. dead babies. I just mean like I'm going to be uh. lighthearted. You could say it as many times as you want, but you're not going to bring me down. And I, I feel uh. like our viewers, our listeners, have that same mentality. I'm, I'm the weakest link. <laughs> you can't be brought down ever. Don't bring me down. I just... <laughs> I just yeah, the computer malfunction. Mick has need to reboot. <laughs> reboot. I I don't know. I like okay. So we have just a little a little bit of time left, and I want to spend it on the hypothetical of yeah. Have we been secretly developing? Whether it's Project Sunshine, whether it's Project Steve Rogers, whether it's Project. A wizard's butt, lightning. wizard's butt, lightning. <laughs> I don't know what the name of the project would be, but do you both think that super soldiers have been an attempted development since yeah. dating back even before the 1950s? Like, do you think that, that this is something that has been attempted by our government? I would, yeah, most absolutely would, in every government ever. I would say even back in cavemen, there had to be some idea. We can give this guy a chemical or a herb. I, I'm saying way back in. B- they grunted before, at each other. No, I'm saying, no it'd be like, yo, when they, give him that extra leg. He needs yeah. that. dinosaur legs. Well, g- give yeah. g- the, the, the the boiled down point is that give you know Bob over here an extra portion of food, and he'll have a better chance of killing that woolly mammoth. And at right, that yeah. moment, centaurs were created. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure no, there had no. to have been. You know, they they were using tools and stuff, and you know socializing with each other in some way so they had to recognize this dude's better than me at this this person's better than me than me at that this woman's better yeah, at this sure and they start you know working with each other in that way so if you got one dude who's six six the rest of your tribe is five four yeah dude he can have all of the extra bones he can have all the extra food and they're essentially the only way we're going to be eating and they're attempting to make a super soldier. And that's a small portion to, I think, government testing that we have the technology now to yeah. actually give somebody um, chemical you know, inter- injections or something. At the end of the day, the human – like humans will do whatever they can to win the fight and survive. And if that's going to be altering someone's DNA, they're going to do it. We're going to try. There's a large part of me that's like kind of pissed at Johnny but also like I'm in love with him right now oh. because he just gave me this – and I can't get out of my head this vision of like cavemen all gathered around in a fire and they just killed their first velociraptor and Wait, they cut what? the velociraptor's head off and they're trying to sew it onto like the biggest, like tallest, craziest looking dude. <laughs> and like he died in the process because the velociraptor ate his fucking face off. Oh my and gosh. now they've chopped his head off completely and they're trying to sew it back on and make a superhuman cave raptor. <laughs> well, hasn't cave- it been proven that Dolph Lundgren and Kurt Russell... Are are super soldiers? <laughs> you lost me. It's a deep cut movie reference uh, from the <laughs> late eighties, early nineties, Johnny. I, it's fine. I would go ahead and throw Jean Claude Van Damme in that mix as well. I would. He's in the new ones. I would say Universal uh, Soldier. I, I, it's over my head. So I would say any advancement towards a human, whether it's like bio, biological, like 
um, like a leg amputation or like, like humans will do whatever they can to make themselves better. Apex survive. humans. Survive. It just makes sense. Now, and you can, you can assume that via a weapon, like when, an extension, either a sword or a spear or a gun or a bomb, like the, the uh, attachment or the, um, the uh, uh, ability to have something with you. Like what's it called when you have a – it's not – the sword is one with you. It's like a – it's a – what's it called? Uh, arm. Yeah, it's like it's like it's part <laughs> An of appendage. you. Appendage. It, it's part of you. You know, I, I think a super soldier is An a big term. I think at any point from now on, people are going to, or from before us now and on, past, present, and future, people are going to be trying to advance just to win the fight in any way they can. I mean, Dude, yeah. Look. So I've imagined this before. Have you guys ever seen these videos where it's like, uh, or like experiment where it's like a mind control experiment? They even make little board games like this where you put on a little headset and you concentrate yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done on like the fan, you know, to hold the ball up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like the extended part of that is, okay, I saw one experiment where it was like um, chimpanzee, his arms are strapped to his side so he can't move them, but his brain is hooked up to, the, to like a metal arm and over time he can figure out how to move that arm to pick up the food in front of him and to put it in his mouth. What if you took an infant who's new to life, brand new, born, and you have some interface made where the baby straps into this interface and this interface has multiple arms, maybe hundreds. Maybe it has 100 arms. And it has like this crazy long list of shit that it could do, but all, it has to, all this baby has to do is learn how to interface with this machine. It knows nothing else, so there's plenty of room to learn, you know what I mean? That'd be fucking crazy. That's a super soldier. Yeah. Damn. That makes sense. Or even take somebody. <sighs> I know you know like phantom limbs, right? Where you like you have you. Yeah, you get amputated, or, but you think you and, still feel it. Exactly, and then they can give you an arm and with no connections to your nerves, but you can physically move that via the muscles. I think you could you could scale that up to a baby and then learning how to you manipulate uh, inanimate objects or uh, different. I think I think that's definitely possible. But I wonder if it would be limited to like, okay, they have two arms and two legs, so they're limited to four appendages, or could well, they no, be like because, because no limit, you, basically, if you or were, potentially if you no were limit. Raised, if you were raised to believe you had five limbs, right? You have five limbs, right? Yeah, it's you know? crazy. It's if, crazy. If that's not happening somewhere I, in the world, or if that's never happened somewhere in the world, I mean, octopi Bill have Gates a not brain in each sense. leg. I thought Windows was making moves. Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Microsoft infant. No, it's believed. It actually, it's not believed. It's known that octopi have brains at each one of their legs. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation. Octopi? Yeah, I don't think it is. It's octopus. It's octopus. Is octopi? I think that's a common misconception. Let's look that up. You look it up, but it's that they have a brain (laughs) in each leg, or at least seven legs, and the eighth one's a a wee wee. (laughs) Is yeah, the smallest leg, or maybe it's a squid. One of the smallest legs is a wee wee. Uh, okay. Uh, all right then. It's <laughs> octopuses. It's octopuses. Is it really? It's octopi? Nope. Octopuses. That sounds dumb. But the word brains, octopus right? comes from the Greek, and the Greek plural is octopodes. Ooh, and I like so that. people mistakenly create the erroneous plural octopi. Ah. Based on the uh, <laughs> Latin rules. All right. Well, if that's what I'm wrong about, fine. I'm pretty freaking certain they have a brain in each leg. Yeah, they do. No, you're right about that. Cool. Um, all right. Well, now we've <laughs> we've come to the end. It seems we're just kind of 
Never! We went a long way. Hanging out. What? We went a long, we went we, a lot of different ways. Yeah, it, we did go a lot of different ways. So, guys, if you have any information about Project Sunshine that we might have missed, um, any documents that have been hidden, any things uh, that I missed in my research, please drop us a line at our email at hybrothoughts at gmail.com. That is H-Y-B-R-O-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S at gmail.com. Also, if you have a hypothetical you want us to talk about, also feel free to drop us a line. And don't forget to make sure to head over to the Facebooks and give us a like at facebook.com slash hybrotheticalthinking. If you don't know how to spell that, you're not listening to the podcast. Um, <laughs> and you know what? You're going to need all your news from us now on because Facebook has announced that they're getting ready to their trending news section on the right side of the page that we all know and love so much. We've so, done it. We've we're done ta- it. We're taking over. We've ta- we're taking over the Facebook. <laughs> Um, and also make we're sure we're going to be integrated you, smoothly into the app now. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you guys like the podcast and you want more of it, please make sure to let us know in the review uh, and comment section of our iTunes uh, TuneIn or Stitcher page. Just click that little five star right there. There's five of them. Click that fifth one for us. Uh, go <laughs> ahead and do that right now. We'll wait. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. And uh, leave a review. Um, but in in the meantime, I just want to say as parting words, guys. We're very excited. We haven't covered this yet, but it was announced uh, last week that Lake Loch Ness is about to have a very long investigation using the technology called eDNA, Um, and that is a new form that's going to track certain genetic materials in the lake. So we just want to wish the best of luck to the scientists behind that operation at Lake Loch Ness. We hope for the best, and we hope that maybe you will give us a key to the fairyland so that we may ride on the back of what we know as Nessie. How can you Yo, leave give me, me right, at that? Nessie? We're gonna find you. We're gonna find you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So best of luck. And uh, guys, make sure you also drink your oval team. Yeah, drink your oval team. Sure. Yep. Let's come back on drink, track. Drink there. the <laughs> lactate. Drink your lactate and stay healthy. Uh, avoid lactose, please. Uh, any, any parting words, fellas? Anything? Uh, party on, guys. Party on, party, party on Nick and party on Johnny. Party on my wayward son. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We're so grateful that we are able to still do this on a more serious note. And you know what? Very soon, we're going to have some exciting news to share because you'll be able to find us in public somewhere, which what? is pretty crazy. In oh, real yeah. skin? Human skins? Yeah, in another city. Where are we going to find so, bodies? Tease. We're teasing it. We're teasing it. Little tease. Uh, oh, so we're going to keep teasing shit. it slowly but surely, and then we're going to be like, surprise! Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> Here we are! <laughs> uh, we just got to find all some right. human skins to jump in. We'd be awesome. Because <laughs> we're all lizard people. Uh, so with that being said, I have been Nick. I've been Taylor this whole time. I've been Johnny the entire time. And we still will be until the end of time when this podcast is still going and taken over by our secondary selves. Uh, I said too much. All right, guys, thanks so much. (laughs) Bye, 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 bye.